0: It's going to be really hard for some in Grizzlies fandom to accept the realities that are going to be given on this episode of Lockdown Mm -hmm. Grizzlies. And I hope you're ready because I think DeMichael and I are going to have our first round of fisticuffs virtually. I think we're going to have our first argument that started on Twitter. And then we said, you know what? We're going to bring it to the show. We're going to save this for Lockdown Grizzlies. It's June. We need content. Let's get into it. To trade or not to trade, how far are you willing to go? Next on Locked On Grizzlies.
1: You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And for the record to Michael, I just want to make it very clear that I could never actually be mad at you. I mean, oh, you have that here. nice orange shirt. Same Looks so nice, and you're right there in front of FedEx Forum. How could I ever be upset with with the wonderful DeMichael Cole? We're 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 more having a thoughtful conversation on this. Not that we don't have thoughtful conversations all the time, but you know,
1: yeah, as, we're, as we're I, gonna
0: we're gonna go back and forth a bit. Usually, DeMichael and I agree a lot. I think we might be on opposite sides here on this episode of the show, which is okay. It makes for good hashtag content i just i just call it passion that's all it passion. is passion i'm yeah, very when, passionate
1: when when back in my, my older days when i'd be on the phone with my significant <laughs> other with my significant other my we'd we would we would be on the phone and she'd say are you arguing with me i'm like no i'm just passionate about the conversation that's all that's
0: all i like that we're we're at that point in our relationship that makes you feel special um, <laughs> this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by the good folks over at Game Time. Hopefully, you're going to go check out Game Time at some point during or after the show. Big fan of what they do. You need to download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. As proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day, Again, free and available wherever you get podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe—all those fun things. Now, to Michael, I think you know we're going to talk about trades. We, uh, Memphis Tiger worked out for the Grizzlies recently, yeah. Uh, so that. we're going to talk about that on this episode of the show as well. Go Tigers, mm-hmm. go! But I want to start off. I, in my ten years now of covering the Memphis Grizzlies, I have gotten good at. I don't do it purposefully. I think people think I do it on purpose. I'm truly just being myself. I'm just existing. And I think that folks really don't like me at times for just being me, which has led to some self-reflection. I've got to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm just enjoying the Memphis Grizzlies and covering the team the way that I am doing it. Right? That's just how I it, It's seen. what makes you you, Joe. It's, it's what, what makes, makes me you. You, you. you got to stand unique. out. uh, And I do stand out like a sore, bald thumb. I I stand out quite well. Um, I made a suggestion on Twitter that we're going to go more specific into in our next part of the show because it's one of our, you know, we've been hyping up this disagreement between DeMichael and I. That's where we're really going to disagree. I think we're on the same page on this particular element. Currently, the Memphis Grizzlies, DeMichael, and I'll ask you this. I already know the answer, but just play along with Mm -hmm. me if you will. Currently, the Memphis Grizzlies have how many players under contract for the 2023 2024 season? They're at 14. 14. Okay. So 14 we, we have 14. And, and Desmond Baines' extension would be for the next year, right? He's under contract. Mm-hmm. He's there. That is 14 guys under contract right now. And how and many. Two, two ways. <laughs> right. And two two ways. How many active roster spots before the two-way contracts we're not including that right now Mm -hmm. just normal nba roster spots how many of them are there in the nba there's only 15 okay 15 so i'm i'm not a smart man but i know what 15 minus 14 is Mm. 15 minus 14 is one so they have one roster spot now They could use mid-level exception. There's lots of different things that we've talked about already on Lockdown Grizzlies. We'll continue to talk about on Lockdown Grizzlies. There's ways for them to fill that void. If we're talking about trading individuals, right? If we're talking about exchanging talent for talent, asset for asset, however you want to describe it, in order for that to happen, you have to trade players, players that you like players that you've come to know from, from a fan perspective and love. This is a business. You hear players say that all the time. It's the reason why Bradley Beal signed one of the most complicated contracts in the NBA, because he was viewed as worth it by the Washington Wizards. And now that the Wizards have gone through a change in management, things just got a little more complicated and strange out in Washington. It is why Desmond Bain should absolutely push for a max contract and essentially make more money than John ja Morant because he was a dra- drafted a, a year after John ja Morant. It's the reason that these guys should do those things. I'm not saying I would do that for Desmond Bain, but I, I struggle with the idea that people feel that. You can't get something to give something. There has to be a back and forth. There has to be a two-way street. You you are going to have to trade someone in order to get someone back if that's the route you want to go. And it's not always going to be for the ideal fit because the ideal fit may not exist. If Mikel Bridges is the ideal fit to Michael Cole, you can't go get Mikel Bridges. They're probably not going to be able to trade for him. So now you're in a position where You have to find imperfect fits or players that are not fully ideal. And in order to make a trade because of the roster situation, a player is going to have to come out. A player is going to have to go in. You're going to say goodbye to somebody. That's how trades work.
1: Yeah, it's it's very simple process. But uh, the thing is here, uh, people have to understand the stage that the Grizzlies are in right now. Uh, I think you've said it, Joe, yourself. You said if it's not John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. Right. and Desmond Bain, uh anyone is on the market. Is, is that what you said, right? Don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's that's what you said, right, Joe? And for me, I'll say that uh along with those guys, yeah. you got I,
0: I would I would I would say that outside of those three and generally Too direct uh, depending on the right price job bane and jaron can be traded it's just much less likely that that right price gets reached exactly exactly so those are your core guys those are your three those are the guys you say hey
1: we're gonna build around them for the next five six seven whatever the case may be uh, for the foreseeable future Mm -hmm. everyone else is tradable look at what happened in denver michael porter jr Jokic. Jamal Murray. Those were the core guys that they they found, you know, and then it was all about putting the pieces around it, going to get a KCP, going to trading for Aaron Gordon. That's the stage the Grizzlies are in right now. They have to trade and make these uh, right moves. And if you look at the roster, the starting lineup, you got this one big hole right now. at small forward. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people know there are questions with Zaire Williams, there are questions with Jake LaRavia, there are questions with John Conchar, there are questions with David Roddy, Uh, there are questions with anyone who could potentially feel that starting small forward role. Well, to answer those questions, the easiest answer to those questions would be going outside of what's on this team and trading for someone. Now, there's different value for different guys, but this is what I want to hit on more than anything right here, Joe. This is what I want everybody to know, because I've talked to people around the league about this, and that is, it's no secret in the NBA of that how the Grizzlies roster is constructed right now. Sure, right. you you think people don't know? Oh, the Grizzlies have 14 guys under contract, and so they're they need to make a trade. They can't right. just say, "Fine, we don't we don't want to trade with you. We'll just go get someone for the mid level exception." Because the other teams on other phones just gonna laugh, say, okay, cool, go pick up Jay Crowder then. <laughs> and then oh, Joe and, no. and Joel, and Joel no. throw the biggest and Joel no. Don't do that to me, to Michael. Oh. I, I, I just I just have to throw the example out there. I wanted the reaction. I got the reaction now, but oh. here's the thing: other teams know the situation. So remember, Zach Kleinman has said in the past, right? What's this his saying that you know we only go through do trades that make sense? I think sure. trades that make sense for the grizzlies. If you can see my hands right now, it, it used to be, you know, a small margin where, hey, we only want this. And if it's not this, we don't want anything. But now it should be wider. Say, hey, if the team says add an extra first round pick, uh, first round picks won't matter that much. Anyways, even though you're going to, you know, with the new luxury tax rules and everything, you're going to hit on, you have to hit on those draft picks. But they won't matter as much in Memphis uh, with the way the roster is presently constructed. So guess what? Here, here's that extra first round pick. It's tough to give it up. We'll protect it. Top five, top 10, top 20, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But here you can have it because at the end of the day, we're trying to build around a core. That's not going to go anywhere. And if you don't think building around a core is important, we've talked about it time and time again on this show. It's the reason Golden State has had sustainable success. It's the reason the San Antonio Spurs over, you know, that 20 year period, uh, where the roster pretty much changed around Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker dramatically the whole time. But those three guys were there for, for pretty much the entire run. And it's it's the case with pretty much everywhere else that's had sustainable success. You're going to have three, four guys. Your, your, your Jordan and Scottie Pippen are going to stay there, but then everything around them will change. That's the situation that Memphis is putting itself in position
0: to be in. I would agree. And I think that when you look at the current state of the Memphis Grizzlies, it's that simple, really. They need to do something. But how far is Memphis willing to go? perhaps How far is DeMichael Cole willing to go? How far is Joe Mullinax willing to go? You're about to find out here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Game Time. Again, our title sponsor of today's show. GameTime does a remarkable job in terms of helping you find last-minute tickets. Maybe you promised a child a ticket to some kiddie event on ice or some you know, puppet show that they really want to go check out, and yet you just blanked as the winning dad of the year that you are. I'm not speaking from experience or anything. GameTime is the fast <laughs> and easy way to buy these tickets for all those kinds of events and more like sports, music, comedy, theater, all of those fun things. You can get images of the seats that you would potentially be sitting in. It's easy to find and buy the tickets, and they have the lowest price guarantee, which is extremely valuable. That game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time is going to credit your account 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. DeMichael and I are about to squabble a bit over Jared Vanderbilt next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Monax, joined by the wonderful DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at DeMichael C. If you don't already do so, follow me on Twitter at Joe Molinax. I write for Bluff City Media, and I contribute to SB Nation. He, of course, the Commercial Appeal, the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. Between the two of us, you've come to the right place for Grizzlies content. And trade or not to trade, it sounds like we're on the same page. We're leaning towards a trade of some sort. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more willing to trade than you are. And I'll give you an example of why I feel that way. Okay. I mentioned me being active on Twitter a moment ago. Um, and this trade that I posted, as I have a tendency to do, oh boy, stirred people up a little bit. Um, surprise, surprise. Has, <laughs> it currently has about 40,000 views on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it has uh, a lot of replies and a lot of quote tweets. And, and, you know, some people agree with me, but a lot of people didn't, which is kind of my experience. It was a day that ends in Y on Twitter for Joe Mullinex. Um, Here is my suggested trade because it was reported that the Lakers are interested in trading back in the 2023 NBA draft. Right. So I tweeted out, say less, which, you know, me saying it out loud makes it sound a lot less cooler than when I tweeted. Um Jared Vanderbilt, one of the most versatile defensive bigs in the NBA, limited offensively, not saying that he isn't, but he's six foot nine. He has some athleticism. He literally defended John Morant in the playoffs and did so pretty well. So a versatile big that I'm remembering, as listeners of Lockdown Grizzlies understand and know, I'm not buying into the Brandon Clark stuff as much as DeMichael and others are. Right. So I'm looking to replace Brandon Clark. Jared Vanderbilt, for at least one year, does that. Plus, I move up to number 17 in the first round. In exchange for number 25, the 2024 first round pick, and we talked about protections a moment ago. It would obviously be protected some way, shape, or form. Probably top four protected. That's pretty standard in the NBA today. And Jake Laravia. And some people, like I said, agreed with me. Others, including you, dear partner, did not agree. With that logic, because you thought that the idea of Jake Laravia and what he could be as an NBA shooter, creator of offense for himself and others, you were not ready to move on from the concept of Jake Laravia. And the reason I say the concept is because he has yet to do this in the NBA, right? The G League Mm -hmm. doesn't count. He has not been able to, for a variety of reasons, some of them not within his control. He has not done that yet. I have seen Jared Vanderbilt be a productive NBA player. I'm not saying that he has the same skill set of Jake Ravia because he doesn't. I'm saying that Jared Vanderbilt in 18 to 20 minutes a game is giving you good minutes, better minutes than Xavier Tillman, arguably, depending on matchup, better minutes than Santi Aldama. He helps you get to the Western Conference Finals, in my opinion. You can disagree with that from a basketball perspective. But, and I don't want to put words in your mouth because you can obviously talk here (laughs) in a second to Michael, Uh, but there were people in my replies that were arguing against the trade because they don't want to give up on Laravia yet. And this is where the crux of our earlier part of this conversation comes into play. How far are you willing to go to get more veteran assistance? Because that's what Jared Vanderbilt is, right? He is a veteran presence compared to Jake Laravia, especially that would come in and help this team be better now. Is it possible mm-hmm. they miss out on Jake LaRavia's potential? Of course it right. is. I'm not disputing that. But in this particular instance, to show that I'm fair, I love David Roddy. If you want to substitute David Roddy for Jake LaRavia, I'm doing it. I would make that trade today. John Conchar, if you follow Lockdown Grizzlies, you already know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. And I'll help John <laughs> Conchar pack, right? So... I'm at the stage where I am willing to be more aggressive. And again, the, the basketball aspect, we can talk a little bit more about. I know we talked a little bit on Twitter about it. I'm fine with that dis- disagreement. But the people saying, and I think this is kind of your point, not fully. I It's not giving up on Jake Laravia. It's understanding that I have to lo- have some opportunity cost. I am betting on Jared Vanderbilt helping me more this coming season. Get to the NBA Finals. Get to the Western Conference Finals, like he just did for the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. Helped them get there. Wasn't the main piece, but was a piece. A piece they got benched, but
1: go well, for it. so did Stephen Adams. Are we going to
0: trade Stephen Adams? I mean, Stephen Adams got benched in the playoffs, and then he came back and was seen as one of the most important players. In the league obviously he has different skill sets than jared vanderbilt but i don't think that being benched should be disqualifying because there's guys that the grizzlies see as he pretty much he pretty much got, got benched, benched in two series
1: he he was he was not a game changer against the grizzlies what he, he played he, he he did he did was he in the game late in fourth quarters he he was he was not there
0: offensively he, he has limitations but Brandon he, he clark played, wouldn't necessarily be in the games in fourth quarters i don't oh, know yeah. that that's a fair he,
1: Brandon Clark closed games you know, during the regular season more than Steven Adams did uh,
0: last season. For when defensive they, they... purposes. For not It wasn't because he was some stands-up shooter. It wasn't because he was providing spacing. Brandon Clark, right. I would argue, is a worse shooter than Jared Vanderbilt. Oh, for sure. But he provided something. He's a great rim runner. When he
1: dives to the basket, someone's going to have to come down from the weak side, or it's going to be a lob or John John
0: Morant. Like, I agree with that. There the fact are is offensive... Brandon Clark's not mm-hmm. going to be there. He's okay, not going to be
1: that. there. So that's that's your argument for Jared Vanderbilt. Now, and
0: here's this is just one example for the record. Okay, I would say right, this right. about others as well. Yeah,
1: my thing is, we're if we're weighing the margins, is he that much better than Xavier Tillman Senior? I, I agree, I he's better, but it's is it is it
0: a significant difference? I, I again, it, I think that's kind of subjective. You, I you, think that yeah. Xavier Tillman can't defend John ja Morant. Xavier Tillman can't hey. be a defensive presence. Imagine they Gary put Xavier Tillman on LeBron Jackson James Jr. next to each other. Yeah, LeBron James is six foot nine, two hundred and sixty pounds, and thirty eight years old. And he put they put him on Kawhi Leonard. Remember that against the Clippers, he guarded Kawhi. Uh, a very a, a very fragile Kawhi Leonard compared to <laughs> oh, what he come was. On, Joe. Give him John some is twenty three years old and ready to go. This like, is that a, is former... a different. It's a different game defending a forward that's a mm-hmm. stretch four at this stage of their career than compared to one of the best athletes in the NBA, in John Morant. I get that you 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 want someone who's going to be
1: a, a guard kind of you know I guess someone who's going to replace the Dylan Brooks where you you can guard the top you know guard and wing guys and you're picking up what I'm putting down. And the thing is, I I I don't I the reason I answered your question on Twitter because. My I'm of the mindset of I, I put myself in the mindset of what the Grizzlies have said to us, what they've kind of sure. showed us and what the Grizzlies showed us during the draft uh, at the trade deadline and pretty much everything Zach Klein said. They are thirsty for shooting. Every player that they drafted last season was a plus collegiate shooter uh, based on their statistics. Kennedy Chandler, Vince Williams, Kenneth Lofton Jr., even picking him up. uh, David Roddy. Jake LaRavia, all were plus collegiate shooters. Shooting was the most important thing. They go get Luke Kennard at the trade deadline, arguably uh, one of the top spot-up shooters in the NBA since he's come into the league. Sure. They're not playing around. Shooting is is the main emphasis of, of improvement right now. Jerry Vanderbilt, uh, great defensive versatility, great rebounder. Guess what? You asked Xavier Tillman, I've been in the locker room with him, and you could ask me, he said, hey, what's your greatest asset as a player? And he's going to say defensive versatility, and are you and we don't have to have a rebounding conversation. We already know Stephen Adams. I mean, sure. huh, that's that. So basically, yeah, that's my, not a debate. My point is the two things that Jared, Jared Vanderbilt would bring: a uh, great rebounding, great offensive rebounding. Steven Adams, the best at that. Yeah, don't really need it unless we find out something else health wise. But there are no indications that that's the case. And then. Again, with Xavier Tillman, defensive versatility. Sure, he's not guarding, you know, the John Morant, as you said, but I think it's 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 a good enough assessment. We've watched him guard Kawhi Leonard. He did a pretty decent job on LeBron James at one point in that series against the Lakers. We were we were asking him the question, "How are you doing a good job on LeBron James in that series?" Uh, he did a fairly good job in that matchup, and the Grizzlies have put him in situations to guard those type of players. And I'm just looking at the cost because, again, you, you, Jared Vanderbilt, for example, you got an expiring, so you'd have to sign him. I think when, whoever the Grizzlies acquire, you, you should want this player to be a part of your core, because the dollars just aren't going to be there in the new CBA, and they're not going to be there. As you mentioned, Desmond Bain's about to get a new contract. Uh, you're going to be mid-level exception veteran minimum shopping. You, getting a guy like we talked a lot about OG Ananobi, who has a what mm-hmm. he has two years, two years left on his contract, right? I believe uh, so. Yeah, you get a couple years left and the chance to extend him. Like you got some room to play around right there. But Jared Vanderbilt, you got one year, and in that one season, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I just don't think it's worth giving up a, a Jake LaRavia in that with that one season cost because. At the end of the day, this is how I look at it. You're taking away from what you're trying to improve on. You're trying to prove on shooting. And Jake Ravier goes somewhere else and he shoots 36 37% on three-pointers. And it's like that defeats the whole purpose of what you're trying to improve. Whereas you get the plus defense from Jared Vanderbilt, but everyone's going to be complaining when he's sitting in that corner, just like the Grizzlies guarded him. And Jared Jackson Jr. is just roaming the paint. And he's sitting in that corner and John Morant's going to the rim. And Jared's defender is just swatting John's ball all over the place. Uh, people are going to be complaining about that. That's where my mind is. I don't think he moves the needle enough to give up on a young guy who still probably has some promise. Remember the exit interviews? I know it's probably coach talk or whatever the case may be, but they they mentioned, I didn't ask. I don't think anyone asked, hey, you think Jake is going to have a breakout year in year two? Uh They brought him up unprovoked. Uh They brought up Zaire Williams. So the fact that that's the case, I'm willing to say, hey, let's see how year two goes for this guy before we go get a rental, uh, unless it's a really good rental, unless it's someone you know that's going to be a fit, that's a needle mover. I just don't think Vanderbilt moves the needle enough because he doesn't give you something uh, that you
0: already don't have at all. For the record, and I said this on Twitter, mm-hmm. this isn't this wouldn't be the only move. Right? Oh, I would sure. do multiple other things to – Build the roster like we mentioned around those three guys Jaron mm-hmm. or uh, Jaron, excuse me, Jaw and Desmond. Um, I-, I think that the bottom line is you are, and again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, you're more patient in terms of wanting to make sure it's the right deal, like the Grizzlies, to your point where you say you try to see it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. I, being crazy Joe Molinax. <laughs> I I want to see the improvement now. And I, I don't think you're going to see the leap in Jake LaRavia that he can be a rotation player in 2023, 2024. And if he's not a rotation player, then what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Because, again, if the goal is to compete for a championship now, LaRavia is not doing that for you, at least in my opinion. But time will tell. Something that we can continue to talk about here on Lockdown right. Grizzlies. And I'm sure we will do so. We'll finish this episode up talking about a Memphis Tiger. Go Tigers, go. Working out for the Memphis Grizzlies this past Wednesday. Very exciting. Very interesting. Where might he fit in mm. Memphis? We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am your host, Joe Monax, talking to my good friend, DeMichael Cole. Um, I, I yelled because I was passionate. I was not yelling at DeMichael. I love DeMichael very much. I just want to make sure, you know, just in case it's just you we're passionate concerned. conversation. Passionate conversation, and Joe's not about to fly down to Virginia and talk. No, you. no, good. I'm not we're interested good. in doing that. I would like to play <laughs> you in basketball sometime, just for fun. We can make that happen. Um, but I, I, I definitely see DeMichael's point, and I want to stress that I do have trust and faith in the front office that they will do what is best for the team Mm -hmm. because they've earned that trust. Right. And I've heard Zach Kleiman say enough. Did we really need to triple down on youth to kind of get the vibe that we're closer to agreeing than maybe the Twitter uh, spat with others on Wednesday would have suggested Um, somebody that I know Memphis is going to be really excited about if the Grizzlies do bring him in, is Kendrick Davis, of course, the guard who uh, played for the Tigers. I think he was co-player of the year or something Man, along he those was, lines. He was big time. Yeah, big time for the Memphis Tigers in the American Conference. Uh, anything that Memphis did this year that was good, he had a major role in it. Talented guard. Uh, he had a workout with the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday, and that you know brought up some energy and some excitement. Folks that are Tigers fans and Grizzlies fans, of course, potentially seeing a, a fit there. I'm curious because I think we talked about before the show to Michael, he's ranked in most places like 80, 90. Range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if if there was
1: a third round, he'd be in the back right. end of that round. Yeah.
0: But there's only a second round. And this year, <laughs> two of those picks are forfeited, right? I forget the teams off the top yep. of my head that don't mm-hmm. have selections. Shame on them. Um, but, you know, that's essentially 58 picks this year mm-hmm. as opposed to 60. I think that if we talked about the new CBA earlier. If that third two-way spot, the expansion of that, if the Grizzlies, I think they're picking at 56. Um, If the Grizzlies are in the mindset where they want to take Davis as a two-way guard, I would support that. I think that that would make sense in a variety of ways for both Memphis and Davis. Mm -hmm. But I don't see him as someone that you look at and you're excited thinking that he's going to crack the rotation. Right. Uh, He's a developmental kind of piece. He would spend most of his time in South Haven with the hustle as opposed to with the Grizzlies. But I do think he's somebody that especially if you're interested in selling tickets for the Memphis hustle. uh, Here's a guy Mm. who's a talented basketball player who deserves to be in that NBA G League mix. I think that's more than fair to say. For sure. And he does so in his own backyard, at least the Memphis Tigers backyard. It makes a lot of sense in multiple ways, both basketball and non-basketball, for the Grizzlies to explore at that. Like I said, fifty-six overall. You know, you're usually, you know, Nikola Jokic at forty-one excluded. You're usually yeah. not finding superstar caliber. You know, Isaiah Thomas, who used to play for the Celtics at sixtieth overall, I think was the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's examples, but they're exceptions, right? Yeah, you yeah, could do worse right. than Kendrick Davis at fifty-six.
1: Here, here here's how I would would we'll, we'll look at because again i don't really see him get drafted so i don't i don't think you have to reach yeah that's fair I, I think i think there's two ways to look at this i think one way is saying simply uh hey i think the grizzlies are more than likely it's hard for me to see them staying at 45 and 56 i think those picks could potentially be packaged and you move up or you know move up in the second round possibly mm-hmm. to the late 30s or whatever the case may be and because, again, they don't have the roster spot to just draft three, four guys again. Like it's the numbers just math doesn't work. It doesn't work uh, now. That would mean Kendrick Davis would want, would have to want to come to Memphis as a, a free agent. Mm-hmm. And I think Memphis is a desirable spot. I'm sure, you know, there are agents out there that'll see the Kennedy Chandler situation. And it might, you know, either backfire against the Grizzlies Or it can be looked at as, hey, look, there's plenty point guard opportunity there. Uh, You mentioned his reasons why he would want to sign with the Grizzlies. Other than just staying in Memphis, uh, he has a great relationship with Kenneth Lofton Jr. I think they're both Mm -hmm. from the same area in Texas. Right. Uh, Yep, that they talked about before. Desmond Bain is basically like a big brother to him. Mm -hmm. You know, he and Desmond Bain are very close, going back to when they were both at TCU uh, once upon a time. And beyond that, Uh, From an agency perspective, I believe he's represented uh, by the same agency as Kenneth Lofton Jr. as well. So uh, there's a lot of familiarity there in terms of why uh, he would be interested in Memphis as an undrafted free agent. I think Kendrick makes a lot of sense uh, from that perspective. You you mentioned the the hustle uh, part of it, which is, is, I think, cool, you know, to put some seats, uh, put some people in the seats down there. But then again, like, you know, I'm. I've always been a fan of the short point cards. so I, I don't give up on these guys. So they they usually have more heart than anyone else, and they've mm-hmm. worn this underdog label. Uh, that's a guy you you've, you've heard Kendrick Davis' story, right? All, all the trouble he got into, the kid. Everything he persevered through, uh, growing up. Dude's sure. a warrior. He he fits that Memphis like he would fit uh, that underdog type culture, mm-hmm. and. That leaves me not not to say, oh, he's gonna come in year one and be the backup point guard if they were to to relieve Tyus, but I'd be willing to say, and not relieve Tyus, trade Tyus, but uh, I'd be willing to say, he'd be more NBA ready in year one than than Kennedy Chandler was. Hmm. I think I think that's a fair assessment to make. Based on his he's just much more advanced as a scorer. Kennedy Chandler has all the the attributes uh that catches the eyes. You know, he, he's fast, he's quick, right. He can dunk. We saw him, you know, get up and, and complete a couple mm-hmm. of dunks. But Kendrick Davis is just smooth. He you you get him one on one against a big in the NBA with all this NBA space, he didn't have this much space in college. He might cook, get to his mid-range spots, and go to work on one of these guys. So uh I I I feel like as a third point guard for the Grizzlies, he'd be much better prepared. Whereas with the, you know, we saw this past season uh, when job was out or when Tyus was out, you were either moving Desmond Bain to backup point guard or Kennedy Chandler, even when he did assume the second uh, point guard role, it was only for the first half. And then we wouldn't see him in the second half. It just right. showed us that there wasn't the comfort level there. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by the idea uh, just because, again, from a spacing perspective, I, I can envision him just cooking. We we saw it in the AC You're cooking those slow bigs in the NBA and just putting them on an island. But of course there are a lot of deficiencies. I don't I don't want to talk like he's, you know, a top ten pick or anything. Like there's a reason he's probably gonna
0: be on draft.
1: Yeah, he, he defensively, you know, for, for the for the main reason. But again, I think the Grizzlies have shown uh if anything can cover up a guard's defensive. Deficiencies. It's a team that has Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. on the back end. So uh, I think Kendrick Davis makes a lot of sense. I'd like to see him potentially on a two-way deal. We mentioned that they have three two-ways, and I think if you're bringing in Kendrick Davis on a two-way, you're probably saying goodbye to Jacob Gilliard. That's mm-hmm. maybe another conversation we have later because Jacob Ooh. Gilliard, uh, what he did with the hustle this year, I mean, one of the top steals guys and one of the top assists guys, uh, down there in the G League, so sure Kennedy would be able to replicate some of that. But Jacob Gilliard was very good in college as well, so you're, you're probably picking and choosing between one of those guys on the two-way. So it makes sense, but again, we're, the numbers—you're <laughs> not keeping two point guards on two-way contracts. So no. I think one of them would have to uh, end up, you know, not being being in Memphis.
0: And no offense to Jacob Gilliard, you know. Kendrick Davis, for a variety of reasons that we just outlined, would probably uh, take that spot. So I, yeah. I definitely am intrigued. I'm like you. I think in a two-way kind of situation, Makes it sense, Actually, right? make a lot of sense, especially as that emergency point guard kind of thing. Thank you so much for joining us, however you have chosen to do so, via YouTube, uh, however you get your podcasts, for checking out Lockdown Grizzlies, your team each and every day, proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network. The next time we're together, it'll be our Friday edition of the podcast. We have talked about anticipating a John Morant announcement. Maybe that'll be closer to fruition by the time the next time we see you uh, or, hear, or you hear our voices. And, you know, like I've said before, the Friday news dump makes sense. So maybe we have a little more of an inkling. You know, sometimes Woge and Shams, they get little drops of nuggets of information. Or maybe our own DeMichael Cole we will we'll break some news that could be exciting as well plus the memphis grizzlies just hired a new assistant coach i know we've talked about that recently here on lockdown grizzlies uh maybe demichael can uh give some more insight into that as well
1: yeah looking forward to it uh we we got so much uh to come, uncover here i'm looking forward to NBA our, a, draft yeah the draft the draft is right around the corner and i i think we we should dive in we both have a prospect that we really like. We have not talked about this guy yet, but we're not going to say who it is. We got a prospect that we both really like. I'm I'm not too big on like this draft class, but well, there's one guy. Man, I was watching those highlights of him the other day, Joe. He he, he, can, you throw me, him, he can you throw and me. Him, him, you like he can throw it. You like Down. He can throw it down. I, I, yes. I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. They they'll yes. find out. They'll find
0: out. I'm so excited to hear that we're going to agree again because I don't like when we disagree. It makes for good hashtag content, but. <laughs> We need to be on the same page. So to Michael and I get back on the same page just in time for the weekend on our next episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Again, thank you so much for checking us out. However, you've decided to do so. We are proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network and will continue to be. Enjoy the rest of your day. We will catch you next time. Stay locked in. This is Lockdown Grizzlies.